Hello, and welcome to the Food Freedom Body Love Podcast. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a licensed registered doctor of naturopathic medicine and the creator of the Food Freedom Body Love Method, a system for helping both adults and children make peace with their bodies, weight, and relationship with food so they can pursue health in the most relaxed and enjoyable way. Hey, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy creator of the Food Freedom Body Love Method, an affiliate of Ellen Satter, and an all-around champion for women and children who just want to enjoy food, enjoy eating good food, like really truly enjoy it from the depths of your soul and stomach, to love eating, to love moving, and to be healthy without worrying about weight and body size. So that's who I am, and today what I'm going to do is offer up some food and some food for thought I can't offer you up food because it's a podcast. If I could, I would. Um, So I'm going to offer up some food for thought around this idea of like normal and ideal. Let's go. One of the questions that I hear or statements I should say that I hear over and over again in my practices, I just can't stay at this weight or at this size or shape. It's not normal for me or it's not normal in general to eat this much or it's not normal in general to be this size or to feel like moving this way. Like I just hear normal a lot. And so um, my interest was really piqued a few weeks ago when I was listening to a Goop podcast with Andrew Solomon, who is an award-winning writer, um, recently wrote a book called Far From the Tree, which is about, you know, fitting in and belonging and this idea that we have vertical personalities or vertical um, characteristics within our personality that are directly related and associated with our family. So we inherited them. So that might be pieces of our culture. For some people, it might be religion, although that's, um, definitely changing. Um, but it's things that we share that we have in common with our families and we feel like we, you know, we were the same as them. So that's our like sort of vertical personality. And then he also talks about the fact that there are horizontal aspects of who we are. And, and these are places where we might stray really far from our immediate families or ancestors. And so this might be if you're the one homosexual person in your family or trans or the one autistic person or the one fat person, you know, it's like the, it's the place where you don't, you are not the same as your family. And so you actually have to go out (laughs) and seek belonging in groups outside of yourself in order to feel like you belong and that you're understood and that there's some, some common perspective and understanding. And I mean, there's more, I didn't read the book. I just listened to the podcast and I'm sure that there's a much better explanation of those two things in the actual book. Um, but I just wanted to like preface what the book was about because there are plenty of people, there are some people, you know, there's such a a big genetic component to weight that many people are actually similar to their families. It is part of their vertical personality or characteristics, but there are also lots of people that I work with where it's really a horizontal identity in, in, in terms of Andrew's definitions of those words in that 
these people feel a bit alone sometimes in their families and in their, the social circles that they grew up in. And they have to actually, you know, for some of us, we have to find a way to live within families that are very diet culture or, you know, the diet and, and that restrict and over-exercise in order to be thin and normalize that kind of behavior and accepting our bodies and living in bodies that are not straight-sized within these social circles and families can be challenging. So it obviously really interested me. But the thing that really stood out to me, there was this really interesting concept in the podcast that he talked about. And it was this idea of where normal came from this concept of normal because it's like you know even my brother just had a baby three weeks ago and he's like the sweetest little thing and my brother's like a bit health anxious and funny you know he's a bit rigid in his thinking and kind of hilarious and my sisters and I were laughing because you know this sweet little baby was born and um he had one like minor little health thing which is really not a big deal at all and it's healing up and it's no big deal and he had a bit of a hematoma on his head from birth and my brother just texted one day you know obviously in an anxious stressed out state like oh like I just I wish he'd been born normal you know and I just sort of responded like he has he was born normal like he's this totally perfect baby that just has a couple of like superficial things happening um but it does highlight the angst in parenting of wanting like our kids to be normal. And, and, you know, what I wrote to him is like, you know, one of my biggest lessons in parenting is understanding that there really is no such thing as normal, that there's all, or that there's all of these shades of normal, you know, and trying to, trying to make our kids normal the way we're normal is a a losing battle. So anyway, that was just another quick example of this idea of normal that popped up this week for me, but just this idea of normal and where normal came from. And so what was really interesting in the podcast is that Andrew, um, described the fact that, that normal emerged out of medicine and out of mathematics, out of these research fields at the same time. And so what's interesting is that in, in the mathematical world, normal is associated with the average. So when you think of like that traditional bell curve, it's like that line right in the middle. That's the average. And that is what's considered or, or deemed normal. And then in the medical field, um, normal was defined as the ideal placement of things on the body for optimal functioning. So it was all related to ideal functioning of the human body. And then what happened is as we moved forward, because these findings and definitions and ideas emerged at the same time, they became conflated. And all of a sudden, average was considered ideal. And it was all labeled as normal. And so what's interesting about that or how that applies to weight and body, um, in my mind, the food for thought that I want you to think about is the fact that so much of the struggle and the suffering that we experience when it comes to our bodies is feeling like we aren't normal and we aren't ideal if we aren't average. And then when it comes to bodies, it gets even trickier because not only are we aiming for average, because if we were actually aiming for the average, most of us would feel normal and ideal, but the average has been so poorly reported and, and represented to us that we're not even aiming for the average anymore. We're aiming for this like little teeny tiny, um, place that's actually only available to a small percentage of the population. So, you know, the next time 
that you're not feeling normal, like you're not feeling like your appetite's normal or your body's normal or your interest in health is normal or whatever it happens to be, I just want you to think about the fact that so much of the information we're being given is about what works for 50% of people or what's ideal in functionality for 50% of people or some people. And um, just because that's true for some people doesn't mean it's true for all. It doesn't mean it's ideal for all. And normal is just a fabricated, it's a whole, it's a whole fabricated thing. And that at many, at many places on the spectrum, we can find great functioning. We can find a happy place to exist. We can live a big, bold, happy life. Um, and we don't need to change who we are in order to meet the average or or, you know, conform ourselves to the average in order to be normal or ideal. So that's your food for thought for today. Enjoy.